The Boost Podcast is sponsored in part by Reveal Wealth. Let the professionals at Reveal Wealth assist you on your financial journey. From individual financial planning, family financial planning, business planning, insurance planning, and more, Reveal Wealth's holistic approach gives you the freedom to take control of your financial security. No matter your age or stage in life, the professionals at Reveal Wealth are ready to assist. Contact them now for a free initial consultation. Go to WeRevealWealth.com. That's WeRevealWealth.com. Or call 410-928-8081. Take control of your financial security by allowing Reveal Wealth to serve you. WeRevealWealth.com. That's WeRevealWealth.com. Or call 410-928-8081. And tell them you heard about them on the Boost Podcast. Welcome to the Boost Podcast with Kelly Leonard. The podcast providing you with immediate access to tools, tips, and tactics to boost your business and career success. Build your brand, optimize relationships, obtain more leads, secure thought leadership space, and tap into new markets. It's the Boost Podcast. And now... Here's Kelly Leonard. Hello and welcome back to the Boost Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Leonard. Today's episode features Rochelle Grow. Rochelle is an expat living in the UK, and she's the co-founder of Cut Class, where people can learn to ditch their nine to five to start their own business and grow their own business through the power of business networking. The parts of Boost we cover are optimize relationships and obtain more leads. Hey, Rochelle, welcome to the Boost Podcast. Oh, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. And I'm I'm so excited for this conversation. For those folks who are hearing about Rochelle for the first time, tell us a little bit more about your background and the work that you do. Absolutely. So I love to network. It's one of the most favorite things for me to do. And you know, it's even more rewarding and fulfilling to me is teaching others how to do networking for their small business. And Networking is something that is so crucial in our lives, but also just in small business. And it's something that's been a really big part of not only my former career, but just as I've rebuilt my life in a new country. So whether that was growing up in California, creating a new life in New York, and also just creating a new life over the last four years from scratch in the UK, it's just always been about the connection and the relationships I've made with others. So that's a little bit of background on me and um, what I'm really passionate about. Wow. And you know, and I can tell in your voice the passion that you have for networking. And it's interesting because a lot of folks, there a level of anxiety raises in them when they think about networking, almost like sales, right? People are like, oh, I don't like sales. And I feel like networking is sort of in that same boat, unfortunately. So, so help us to understand when you say you love networking, what exactly is networking? That's a wonderful question. And I think this is where a lot of people find that anxiety, right? And it's simply connecting with another human being. We are fortunate right now, Kelly, you and I are connecting with over technology at the moment. You and I are networking right now in this moment by simply connecting with one another as human beings. 
And oftentimes people really forget about that. It's just a conversation. It's really just having that genuine connection with another person and seeing where that takes you. And it's funny. So you say just a conversation. And the irony of that is that people just don't like to talk as much as they used to. Because it's funny, like, even when I think of my my adult, young adult children, I'm like, oh, when's the last time you talked to so-and-so? And they're like, oh, I just talked to them yesterday. And I'm thinking, oh, well, what were they saying? Well, but they're saying talk, and I'm throwing up air quotes now, but they mean like text. And it's like, mm, a text isn't talk. So it's not conversation. And so when you say it's having a conversation, you mean like what you and I are doing, like words are expressed through voice that can be heard through ears or something along those lines, right? Like not a digital conversation. You don't consider, or do actually, you know what, as I'm saying that out loud, because when you think about LinkedIn and all the other forms of communicating with one another, yeah, maybe it isn't actually the audible words that come across into someone's ear gate. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's a, a second area where people get a little um, a little stumbled in terms of that connecting because it's the mode in which you connect with another human being. It doesn't matter whether it's by a text message. It doesn't matter if it's sending a message through a bird. It doesn't matter. It's simply just having that point of connection with another person. And it doesn't really matter how it happens. However, you do get, you do get more benefit when you do have that conversation like you and I are having right now. But sometimes it could be, you know, a voice note. Sometimes it could be a little video, you know, so it just depends on what's appropriate for that moment in time, especially for what, you know, that level of relationship that you that you have with that person as well. Yeah, yeah, because you do with the written word, you miss tone and you know, sort of the, the con- like you just miss those nuances of an actual conversation and so much can get lost in translation. Um, and so, yeah, I do appreciate actually having a conversation. So, you know, our community, the Boost Podcast listening community is largely comprised of entrepreneurs and some folks are first time small business owners. And so what are some of the things that those folks might need to know um, about networking? What I have to say to first time small business owners is, Number one, I love you. I think you guys are doing phenomenal. And sometimes as a first-time small business owner, there are just so many tasks and projects and to-dos and you just really feel super overwhelmed. But guess what? If you're a small business owner, you have now turned into almost like a lead generation specialist without even knowing it. Mm. And so when you're taking a look at like how you're lead generating, I kind of think about it as like your financial portfolio. It should be diversified Mm. in some way. And it's the same way with lead generating. And so while networking, yes, it is connecting with another human being. It's an opportunity to, to really open up that lead generation portfolio because you are going to have to start generating people coming through your doors. And while it does seem like a, almost like a fantasy when we start our small business, like We think, oh, my friends and family, everyone's going to come and support me. It's going to be great. But after the hype (laughs) starts to die off, we are responsible for getting those people through the doors day in and day out. And networking is simply one of those ways that people can begin those lead generation opportunities. 
Yeah, that is um, so important. And yeah, the the honeymoon period it <laughs> it it uh, it ends quickly, and the reality sets in that it's time to make the donuts. And so so yeah, no, I get it. And so what have you found? Because now with COVID, of course, we have the challenge of it's not as easy, perhaps, as just going to your local coffee shop or connecting with your local, maybe, you know, some sort of um, business networking group, things like that. What have you found to be effective ways to support networking amid COVID and sort of social distancing? So the number one way that business has been, been able to thrive during the pandemic is tapping back into what what sociologists call dormant ties. And these are people that we have lost touch with. However, it's not because you've had a bad falling out or there's been something traumatic that's happened. It's just life. Mm. We've perhaps moved on in our careers. We've moved on from some point of education. We've gotten married. We've had kids. We've moved across the world in my case. And sometimes those relationships have gone dormant, but our individual lives and what we're getting up to haven't. Mm. In fact, our lives are our individual lives are really flourishing. And so when we can tap back into those dormant ties and reinvigorate those relationships that just have been people we've lost touch with, they are the most fruitful people that are in our network because they have access to new opportunities. Mm -hmm. Their views on how to solve problems in your business are astronomical because the way that they view your problems in your business, that it's, their lens isn't painted by the same information that you have or mm. I have. Mm-hmm. And they also just have really great opportunities for collaboration because as we know, networking isn't just about sales. It's about connecting, it's collaborating and really ge- generating new opportunities in so many different areas. So when people think about starting their small business or in the depths of it, tap back into that person that you really haven't talked to in a long time. Mm-hmm. The one that makes you feel really uncomfortable with Ooh. that one where we think, Oh my God, it might be really weird to reach out to them because it's been so long. Mm-hmm. That's where people are going to get the bang for their money. Wow. Okay. So you initially, you increased folks anxiety when you first said, I love networking. Now you're saying, okay, and networking, I'm going to make it real uncomfortable for you to network (laughs) by resurfacing or reinvigorating dormant ties. So help us to understand what even does that conversation look like? Because, you know, it could feel a little awkward for folks to, if I haven't talked to someone and, and, you know, for a lot of us, it could very well be two years plus that we've talked to some folks just because life and COVID and all those things. So can you give us some like maybe talking points or how do we even start that conversation with someone we haven't been in touch with in a really long time? 100%. So the best way to, to get back in contact with a dormant tie is first make a list of your dormant ties. Take 10 minutes, make a list of three to five dormant ties that you have just lost touch with because of life. Mm-hmm. When you go through that list, rank the top two that would probably make you the most uncomfortable reaching out to because it's been such a long time. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it can be anything like a decade since you've reached out to them. Like that is where we want to reach out 
because it's been that that real long time, you know, it's been that long time since you reached out to them. Mm-hmm. That is going to be the person or the people that you want to reach out to. Mm-hmm. And what you can do is reach out to them by saying, "Hey, I was thinking about you because of X, Y, Z. I was thinking about you because I was listening to this podcast Mm -hmm. where I heard this woman talking about or being interviewed. And she said to reach out to somebody I haven't reached out to in a long time. And you're not not being disingenuine. Right. It's just that's how you can just kick it off. It's very simple. And really, who doesn't like to be thought about? Right. Even after a decade for somebody to reach out to say, hey, I was thinking about you and I just wanted to see what's going on in your life. Let's reconnect. Wow. And then is the idea to just reconnect? Like, because you made it sound really simple, but then the person like, okay, so you say that and then there's like, cheep, 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 cheep. Like there's silence because like, what do you then say? Like, oh, you know, what's going on with you? Or like, how do I... Because I'm all about like lists and I like to know, okay, what's my goal in doing this thing? And so can you give us an idea of like, maybe what would I then, and I don't know, maybe it's you and I role playing the conversation. I don't know. But like, how do you navigate what could be some awkward silence and give purpose and meaning behind the call outside of just, oh, I was listening to a call and... Ro told me to reach out to somebody that I would, you know, that I haven't talked to in a really long time. And then the person's response is, okay, that's great. And just like that. Yeah. And that could absolutely happen, right? Mm -hmm. That could be because you don't know what has happened in that person's life. Right. Maybe it isn't as fruitful. Maybe there is something that is going on in their life that isn't super awesome. Mm -hmm. So that could be an opportunity for us to maybe fill a gap for them. Mm, Maybe it's not all about what's going on for us, but Hey, sometimes those reconnecting with those dormant ties could be a walk down memory lane. Sometimes it could be really just a great catch up. Sometimes it can lead into that career conversation. I would say more often than not, it's going to lead to something positive, whether it's, I mean, usually when I have people do this exercise, their careers always get brought up. Mm. What are you doing? Yeah. What are, what do you got going on in your life? Yeah. Uh, the last time we were in contact, I remember that you were go- getting doing this in your life. Mm-hmm. Is this something that's still meaningful for you? So yes, it, you know, however that person responds, a don't make it mean anything. Like sometimes that person could be in the middle of, you know, rushing to do some task in their life and they just are shooting you a message back. Yeah. Right. Sometimes that person may just not get back to you and that's okay. Mm -hmm. Um, but we got to kind of see what's going on in that person's life and use that opportunity to really see what's going on with them before we make that judgment of, Oh man, that might make us feel weird. So, well, and I love the fact that you said, don't make meaning of it. Like, it's yeah, because I think so many times it's like we allow fear to creep in and it's like 90 percent of what we're afraid never happens anyway. So it's like, really, that was such wasted energy. Let's focus on the positive. So I I so appreciate what you shared there. So I know one of the things that you um, you talk about these networking animals and I want to know. So how many types of networkers are there? And I'm hoping that's going to lead us into a conversation of networking animals. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so, so I think when, so if they're for the first time, small business owners out there or novice networkers, when we 
take a look at the networking scene, there's actually this like natural networking ecosystem that we are stepping into. And we all play a particular role in that. And typically networkers fall into one of four categories. And I like to call them networking animals. And the first type of networker is called a shark. And a shark networker is that person that we see at an event or in a room that is going from group to group, taking big bites out of each group, and then they move on to the next one. Maybe this looks like being quite loud. They have a business card. They're giving it out to people. They move on to the next group. We all kind of know what that, who that networker is when, yes. right, when we walk in. Oh, yeah. I, call, I used to call them card chuckers back when, <laughs> back in the day when everybody had like a, a box of a thousand car, business cards in their trunk and they would just like, you know, just kind of scoot around the room, handing out business cards. Okay. Gotcha. The shark. Yes. And then the second type of networker is a penguin and a penguin is a really great networker because they actually will pick one person in the room mm-hmm. and they will stick to that stick with that same person in for the entire event. And if they see that person at another event, they'll stick with that person, that event as well. Similar to how a penguin, most penguins will have one mate their entire life. So that's a penguin networker. And there is nothing wrong with being a penguin networker. Mm -hmm. And in fact, sometimes it's nice to network with another person because we can draft off their conversation. We can draft off of the relationships that they might already have. Mm-hmm. And if somebody starts as a penguin networker, they can also flex into another different type of networker as well. Gotcha. Okay. Now, but is it because I'd imagine a penguin would need to connect with another penguin though, right? Otherwise, wouldn't it be kind of a mismatch? Well, actually... Penguins network really well with B networkers because those B networkers are like the quintessential networker. They are oh, work in the room. Okay. Everybody knows them when they walk in. They're walking around from group to group, pollinating this group and that group. And penguins typically could can kind of draft off of those relationships. Ah, okay. So when I take a novice networker out, I'm a B networker. Sometimes I'm a penguin networker. It just depends on how I'm feeling that day. Okay. But I love if I know I'm taking a penguin networker, I always will take them under my wing and I will take them to each group and introduce them to as many people as I know to get their feet wet. Gotcha. So it just depends on um, what te- what networker they pair up with, but they can really jive with any type of networker. Okay. So the busy bee. Yes. <laughs> Bees are awesome. These are great networkers. Um, and not only do bees fly around from each group, pollinating them with their goodness, they also get back to, when they get back to their beehive, uh-huh. they take a look around to go and see, hmm, how can I contribute to everybody in my beehive from everybody that I've just met out in those particular groups? And where bees, so bees are great networkers, the area where they have to take a look at is networking almost too much. They have so many relationships that they have to make sure that they actually are keeping up with those relationships Ah, and nurturing them because so many people love to be around bees. They love the conversation, Mm -hmm. but sometimes they have so many people that they can't give attention to. Mm -hmm. So I always like to say bee networkers are great, but oftentimes too much of a good thing can be too much of a good thing. (laughs) Gotcha. (laughs) Gotcha. And now you said there's four, right? So what's the fourth one? The last one 
are lone wolves and lone wolves are typically that person that we see hanging out by the condiments, hanging out by the teas and coffees. (laughs) They don't really want to get super involved with different types of groups. Uh They prefer that more one-to-one connection. They might like to have that side conversation off on the side of the room because that is just what makes them comfortable. It doesn't mean they're rude. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that they don't want to get to know other people. They're, way of networking is just on a more intimate level. So I always like to remind people to be gentle on our, on our lone wolves. It doesn't mean that they don't want to talk to anybody. They just prefer a different style of networking. Gotcha. Good stuff. This is awesome. This has been so much fun, Rochelle. And I know so many folks are benefiting from just the information that you're sharing. And if someone's listening in and they want to connect with you or tap into your brilliance, what's the best way for them to circle back with you. I love social media. You can say what's up to me on Instagram at It's Row Grow. That's the same on TikTok. And you can also say hello to me on LinkedIn at Rochelle Grow, or you can check out my website at letscutclass.com. Awesome. Well, this has been a pleasure. Thank you so much for just sharing the space with us and definitely wishing you all the best in the work that you do. Awesome. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. It's the Boost Podcast. The Boost Podcast serves an energetic community of business leaders, entrepreneurs, and individuals who are growth-minded. If you, your business, or organization would like to share your service, product, or expertise with the Boost Podcast community, contact Kelly Leonard. Email kelly.leonard at taylor-leonard.com. Again, that's kelly.leonard at taylor-leonard.com. Well, that concludes this episode of the Boost Podcast. Thank you again for listening in. If you don't mind, if you could like, subscribe, or share the podcast with a friend, I would greatly appreciate it. For more information on anything Boost related, you can visit our website at www.kellytleonard.com.